Saturday mornings on Lone Star Community Radio just got kicked up a notch. That's right, two friends hyped up on caffeine and sugar are sharing about current events, entertainment, and more. On Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith, Saturday mornings on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. And now, Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Great and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I'm your girl, Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. Oh, man, what a beautiful Saturday morning. December 9th. Can you believe it? It actually feels like December in Texas. Thank you, Lord. Yes, it does. What a blessing. I know. And so much that it's, I mean, super cold. 26 degrees out there. Can you believe it? Woo. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that's what they say here. So (laughs) today it's actually going to get to a high of 58. Tonight back down to 32. So, you know, the those peas that they talk about all the time on the weather, the people, pets, pipes. Yes. And something else. Ponchos. I don't know. Whatever it is, you have to protect (laughs) them tonight um, or last night if you survive. Certainly. um, Plants. Plants. Did I say that? Plants. You said pets, people, pipes, plants. Plants, thank you. Ponchos, they need help too out there. So, um, <laughs> welcome yes, this please, morning. Everybody, help the ponchos. Help your ponchos out. So, yes, we've got so much going on this weekend because the season of just, again, I, you know, I want to say it. Say it. Extravaganzas continues with this season. Uh, we've got parade upon parade, all kinds of events coming up. And that's going to, you know, we'll get to that in un momento. But I want to hear about your week. Everything going well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, hey, I'll yeah. take, I'll uh, take that. Nothing, pretty uneventful. That's not bad. Well, I know you had last night. You had, I had a blast. My company Christmas party last night. I know yeah. that's so great. Uh, and that's another thing with the season. All the companies are getting together, spending time with the employees, going out and doing things. So y'all had a nice dinner, and certainly, you know, you got here this morning. I was so happy because I know it probably was a late night for you. Um, I was in the bed at ten o'clock. What? <laughs> I actually opted to not go to the after party with my coworkers because I had an obligation this morning. Adulting and responsibility. I appreciate yes. that. Yes. You, of course, I didn't go to bed till midnight, but it's so because, you know. I only I had a couple of drinks at dinner, and um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh well, good. Yeah. Well, and plus, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big drinker, so I'd be enjoying my Coca Cola. That's my treat. Right, you know, I'm right. all ooh, bring me a big. Yeah, Coke. my friend did try to. You know, we've talked about her before. My friend Katie, she was like, "Come on, let's go." I'm not going to stay out late. And I'm like, well, what's not late? Because remember, I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. You know, <laughs> I don't get to sleep in on Saturday morning. <laughs> not anymore. Well, um, I won't stay out past eleven, and I was like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> It's <laughs> safety first. No, well, and thank you. Thank you. Because, yeah. yeah, you know, I like that you're here this morning for sure. Well, and like I said, with so much going on for me, you know, it's actually, I haven't even gotten to my Christmas shopping yet. I don't know about you, but I have that on the to-do list starting next week. Is that bad? Um, I think I have two people finished. Two. Okay, see, I'm not behind then. I don't feel so bad. Okay. Yeah, because I've... No, I'm a super procrastinator. Sometimes I feel like I'm the queen of procrastination. Well, I mean, I know there are worse out there for sure. You know, you've got the late night that go Christmas Eve to, you know, Walgreens Yeah, I'm not that bad. Mm -mm. No. Well, and this year's a little challenging because my son's getting older, you know, and it's really hard to buy for a 12-year-old boy when all he is into is electronics and you don't want to necessarily 
just give more electronics. So he actually, like I said, I think I've told you he wants a desk. Yes. So now I, I think it's because I'm trying to find the coolest desk out there on a budget. But I'll tell you that desks really haven't evolved over time. They're pretty simple. I was going to say, is there such a thing as like the coolest desk? (laughs) Well, there's those that kind of are, you could put them on the wall or they are mounted to the wall kind of thing. I'm looking all over, trying to find something cool, which I haven't been successful with. You don't really want to mount his desk to the wall. No, because, you know, he has his uh, J.J. Watt. A fat head, head yeah. on the wall, and I really don't want to mess that up either. So, right, I haven't, I haven't found it yet. And he wants a chair, which is so bizarre because we have extra chairs, but he wants a rolly chair. I'm like, what? I think his so can spin around in it. <laughs> pretty much, I'm like, <laughs> we're getting away from the focus here because it was going to be like a studious gift, and now he's like, just want to spin around in my room next well, to my chair or my desk. <laughs> yeah, next to my cool desk I asked for, <laughs> and my mini fridge. <laughs> Yeah, which is so hilarious because he's not not in his room long enough to you know we'll put some water in there. What's going to happen? I don't know. He's so silly. So, I but I might be spending a lot more time in there. Well, I'm not too much because I'm getting all these family games. Ooh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But this is like family board game time. That's what I like to do at Christmas is get all these new games. And luckily, there's more out there than just Clue and Scrabble because he scrabbled out. I love Scrabble. Right. He scrabbled out. So. That I'm not a fan of checkers because I lose all the time. So, you know, it's hard. You got to find something fresh and new. Yes. We try to play speed, you know, the card game speed. No. You don't know that? Uh-uh. Oh, that means there's a chance I could beat you. Oh, we're going to do it. Yes. Speed. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. No? Okay. Like war? Well, I, I can't really explain it in, over the air. It makes sense. I have to show you with the cards. So, oh, okay. But that gives me hope because, you know, I like to uh, beat Jen as much as I can at every competition. And so far, she is the winner at many of them, other than arm wrestling, because we haven't officially done it. I mean, I, I won that. No, that was, a, that was a playful round. That was me showing you how you lose. And I'm just going to give up. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's what I said. Okay. um... There was a lot of fight going on on your side. No, that was just my facial expressions. I'm a great uh-huh. actress. Don't get confused. That was not. I could feel the. Well, my guns have grown since then. I've been working oh, out. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Real quick, let me talk about traffic. All right. So right now in uh, the Conroe Montgomery area, it's pretty easy out on the road, all green. But I know that's going to change because of all the parades coming up. So that kind of segues into the events because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's the season. There's going to be so much going on from now until the first of the year. This weekend in particular is going to be so special because we've got the Conroe Parade. And I know the Montgomery one, which my son, I'm, I'm sad I'm going to miss him, but I'm excited for his first uh, marching band per, uh, participation. Aww. I know. And they were practicing when I was, I called him last night to check on him. And uh, Gamal said that they were outside practicing marching down the street. So blooming cute. So I begged everybody to please take video. So they will. And I look forward to kind of seeing that. It's so precious. How sweet. All those kids making a ruckus. They're going to be great. So, yeah, let's talk about those events. Why don't you kick it off for us? Why'd you give me the first one? Okay, I'll take it. Because you you can't say the words? Is that why? (laughs) Tomball German Christmas Market. Join the community at this event featuring unique arts and crafts, antiques and souvenirs, and enjoy the festivities. 
bands and performers such as the Chris Ryback Band, Tyalene Brass Folks, and Squeezebox Band take the stage, providing live entertainment. It's today from 10 to 10 and tomorrow from 10 to 6, Old Town Tomball. You can go to TomballGermanChristmasMarket.com for more information. First of all, I could have said Tomball Christmas German, German Christmas. But Obviously not. <laughs> But you're right. Once we got to the band names, I would have messed that up. So right. thank you so much for you're doing welcome. that. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we spoke about the Conroe Christmas <laughs> celebration today from 11 to 5 and the Kiwanis Club Christmas Parade. It starts at 1 o'clock going through downtown. So it's going to be so beautiful. Yes. And? So we got to get out of the area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jen's like, oh, yikes. We're parked right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're in the parade route. <laughs> <laughs> Come by and see us. We we may be locked in. Yeah. Christmas in Old Montgomery. Um all-day holiday event in historic downtown Montgomery. Breakfast with Santa, the holiday parade, arts, crafts and food vendors, a cookie walk, candlelight home tour, carolers. It all begins in downtown Montgomery. I know. I don't have any other <sighs> information about times or Oh, my bad. Anything. It starts early this morning. <laughs> well, it actually probably starts about 10 o'clock is when from the parade route. But the Christmas. Uh, so not mor- only do we need a new engineer, we need a new. Hey. <laughs> no. <Commander>. Listen. It's so- <laughs> Quit trying. You can't do I it. I can't do it. Okay. I try to do the laugh like that. She's very good at like a heavy guffaw and then pause. And I cannot do it very well. But anyway, that <laughs> that is going to be a great thing because if you're lucky, you may be also able to win or purchase, I think, some award-winning chocolate truf- truffle. I almost said truffle. <laughs> truffle. That would be a truffle and a souffle together. But uh, truffle cookies that we home ba- uh, homemade, home-baked. That are in more or less in the cookie walk. What is it? Christmas cookie walk? Anyway. It just said cookie walk. It is a cookie walk. Okay, yes. So that is something that if you're in the Montgomery School District, you will know that you get a little sheet of paper. All the parents give it to their kids. Say extra credit if you put together a home... My my son didn't bring home one of those. Well, when I think it's something for the middle uh, school, high school, which is so comical because you know I'm we're, not. We a, don't have middle school anymore. Oh, really? He's in junior high. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. I know. It's sad, but I, he's in junior high now. Okay. We don't have to talk about that part, but yes. So got a little sheet of paper, extra credit to do this. So bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bada bing, got it done. And you made chocolate truffles. Truffles. And it's an award-winning recipe, which sounded awesome until... Oh, so it's not your award-winning <laughs> <Yeah>. recipe. <laughs> My so apologies. you stole someone's award-winning recipe. Uh, stole. She put it online, and it uh. said award-winning, and it looked pretty simple. So I got all the ingredients, went home, and started making it. This, word to the wise, actually read the full instructions, not just till it says, okay, then put the batter together, because that's where I stopped. Uh-huh. And then when 9 o'clock comes... Boop, boop, boop. And I read the rest of the instructions. The batter had to sit for at least three hours uh-huh. before baking. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a late night. Actually, early morning. I just, you know, woke up really early the next morning. But those are some beautiful cookies. We try to make them all pretty. Yeah. So get out there and get those cookies because it helps, of course, the community. But um, it helps the moms out there that worked enslaved for those. Because, you know, behind every 
every box of cookies is a mother who's sweating trying to get it done for the family so don't worry jack you got your extra credit <laughs> i really hope so because we <laughs> man good times um so yes i'm sorry i had a little add-on there but then we've got also the gingerbread build-off it's going to be today which i had to bring this up because it was so cute to me the uh today at the architecture center in houston it's the ninth annual gingerbread build-off at the herman square teams uh, may earn awards for the various categories including best architectural icon tallest standing structure Best traditionally holiday themed and best non-traditionally holiday themed, most creative interpretation of the materials, and of course, the public favorite. So it's a free admission event in Herman Square. If you're going to be making your way into Houston and can, um, you know, swing by, or perhaps you can go and support some of the kiddos and grown-ups out there. I think it's going to be a fun event. So that would be so fun to see. I know. Well, especially because you know when you think of the gingerbread houses, you think of just the standard, you know, house right with the gable roof. Gable roof is a term I learned this week. Boom. Because I'm building stuff at the office for oh, Christmas. Okay. Exciting. See, you can always learn. Yeah, so it'll be fun to kind of see that stuff. Plus, just to think of the creations, like this tallest standing structure. Right. Yeah, so I hope, I'm sure they'll be posting some pics online. And what a fun day. So, yes. you know, speaking of fun, we are going to have a blast this morning. We, um, with the cold weather, we always are in a great mood. But we've also got some great guests. We've got Ed and Mickey here with Hellfighters. They're going to be joining us. It's a motorcycle ministry here in the area, but they're actually a nationwide ministry. It's really cool. They've got a great story and be able to share with us. So they'll be coming up later in the hour. Really excited to have them here, especially because I know it was a cold morning and those gentlemen came in and they weren't around the corner. They came in from Atascacita and at what, 26 degrees this morning? Woo! tell you that is that is some sweet sweet guests thank you so much gentlemen so they're here in the studio with us they'll be joining us uh, live shortly but we got to take a break because i want to come back and talk about the top three you know something pretty remarkable happened yesterday in our area yes and i want to talk about it in fact it inspired our top three all right so everybody stay tuned we've got more of grit and grace with jennifer and meredith coming up next Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. (laughs) Right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Hey, welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. And I am your girl, Meredith. Yes, so happy to have y'all with us because it's a beautiful, cold morning, chilly morning here in Texas. And, you know, these are the moments because they only last so long. So enjoy it. I don't know if it's coming back or how long. So, right. Yeah. So right before the break, I, you know, I, something remarkable, like I said, happened yesterday. Yes. Almost groundbreaking, at least to the many Texans and many of the youngsters out mm-hmm. there. It was the snow. Yes. Okay, now it actually began, what, Thursday night? Yes. That we started seeing all the posts, everything online about, oh, you won't, you know, snow is coming, snow is yes. coming. And I love how they started snow flurries. 
Yes. And then, you know, that's the first qualifier, like little flurries, and then it melts and everything like that. And then it just blew up from there. Like, it, we go to bed. The kid, Well, let me back up. The kids were having a blast, right? Then you go to bed, wake up, and bam, it was everywhere. So, such a great time. And I, we don't know if it'll happen again this season. But, you know, I think it's been a couple years since the last time we had what would be, you know, snow like it, it collected on the ground kind of thing, right? Right. So thought, what about top three kind of snow moments, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be yesterday, you know, yesteryears in the past or, you know, something that just happened recently. So, Jen, why don't you kick it off for us? Okay. Um, well, I am going to kick it off with our yesterday oh, snow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before Jensen went to bed, he kept looking outside. It was not snowing yet. Now, remind the listeners how old your boy is. He's um, almost eight. So he's, you know, he goes to bed early, 8.30. So um, it was not snowing when he went to bed and he kept looking. Because we were talking about, it was like snowing all around us and it had not started oh, snowing yeah. in our house yet. So um, anyway, after he went to bed, it had started snowing. So when he got up yesterday morning, we went out and looked. We saw that some had collected. And um, so I went and woke him up. And I was like, come here. I got to show you something. So I took him out and showed him the snow. So he bundled up real quick. And so he went out so he could look around. And he came in. And it was just the sweetest thing because he's never seen snow ever. Um, And so he came in and he said, Mom, you have to come and see this. It's like a winter wonderland. It was so sweet. Yeah. Melt in your heart. Well, and I bet so. And that's one of the great things about, you know, when the first time with kids and their eyes light yes. up and they don't know that, you know, it's really cold out. They be, be careful kind of thing. Right. And they're like, oh, I don't care. I'm coming out. You know, yes. no, that's so great. And yes. a little Jensen, I'm glad you got your first snow. I thought it'd been, well, I guess it hadn't been like a true snow in the past because I'm like, I thought mm-hmm. he would have had it already. Yeah. Well, and one of mine is actually... My one of my top three is when I was little, one mm-hmm. of my first times, I think I was six years old, long time ago, we had snow and I was just amazed by it, too. So you, of course, you know, your hands go numb when you're a kid. You don't, yes. you know, you're you just don't care trying to make snowmen and everything uh-huh. like that. And of course, Texas snowmen are a little dirty. You know, yeah. they're not the true white. But I just remember setting up kind of like a, if you will, like a whole snow town snowman yes. town uh-huh. of you know the mom the dad and everything and it was just so cute to me and I loved it and I remember Chris came and then of course took down my snowman and then started throwing yeah, it was at like me. Godzilla came through town pretty much yeah and that's what brothers do Thanks they come lot, in Chris. and crush your snowman but uh no that was one of the more fun times to me and then of course snow fight you know began between Chris Chris and I and he won that time but you know I made up for it in other t- other years, which we'll get to. We'll get to. But, okay, so good times. Yes. I loved it. My first snow that I can remember. It may have snowed before then, but go ahead. Okay. Um, my first snow that I really remember, I was in fourth grade. So I was probably six, seven, eight, nine, maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, and we lived in a trailer park, and it snowed Um, pretty what I would consider pretty heavy. I mean, because we're in, you know, Texas. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my brother's babysitter lived down the street from us. Okay. And she had older two. She had one son that was my age, and then she had two older boys. And I, I was, like, infatuated with the oldest one. I was in fourth grade. He was a senior. In high school? In high school. <laughs> Loved him. Andy. Uh, anyway, you know... 
him and his young brother, just younger than him, you know, they would let me pal around with them and stuff. So anyway, so they had a trash can, a big empty trash can. We were going around the neighborhood and scraping the snow off the back of everybody's car into the trash can so that we could make a snowman. (laughs) That is a very efficient way to get a good snowman. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that is that's really smart. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to take that. Should it come again? That's what I'll tell Jack. Be like, if you really want something that's going to be taller than, you know, up to your ankle right <laughs> let's right. go ahead and start collecting that yes look at you very good very good well uh that's hilarious i could just <laughs> i'm sorry i'm getting visions of you walking down like hey yeah what? we were just going trailer to trailer just scraping the snow off the back of everybody's car <laughs> nice yeah that's kind of funny um this next one of course we're talking about snow guys because of this wonderful snow that we were treated with yesterday it's in our top three this morning and my next one you know i'm not gonna lie it was i'm gonna say it was christmas i want to say i know it was christmas 2004 because christmas eve it actually snowed and I was blown away because it was actual Christmas, right? Uh-huh. The only thing is, if you try to drive in uh, in snow in Houston, and we were in Sugarland, Missouri City area, it was pretty pretty challenging because everybody's like going slow, and then you've got the guys that are thinking they can go eighty, and it doesn't matter, and they're flying around everywhere. But I'm telling you, it was the more magical Christmases for me because of the snow. Mm-hmm. And I happened to also be with the little man Jack in my belly. So it was Aww. such a beautiful Christmas for me. I was very cold. But I loved seeing all of the houses because it was like a a little bit heavier than yesterday's. Okay. So it was yeah. all over the place. Love the experience. And, you know, waking up Christmas morning, too, it was just picturesque. You know, something like the movies. We don't get that. So Yes. I would it love. was like a winter wonderland. It was. Nice. Yeah. And I would love that again for Christmas this year. So, Lord, make it happen, please. Um, that would be great. So that's yes. one of my more memorables one, memorable ones, too. Yes. Okay. My last one um, is pretty memorable, but not good. <laughs> um, I have a friend who lives in Colorado, Colorado Springs. And I went to visit her on vacation one week when I lived in Austin. So, you know, I was still single. And, um, yeah, it's, it, I had been promised snow. I was going to see real snow while I was there, okay? (laughs) Uh, So I got up there. It had not started snowing yet, but that's okay because I was there for a whole week and I was holding out, you know? You were being patient. Yeah. (laughs) So I was there for a whole week uh, with no snow. I got on the plane to come home. And of course, I turned my phone off. And when I landed in Houston and turned my phone back on, I had a text message that said, you're not going to believe this, but it started snowing after your plane left. (laughs) That's I know that is sad. (laughs) The idea of it didn't happen. The snow uh, memory that yeah, didn't to happen. Colorado. I went to Colorado. I, you know, <laughs> it just didn't seem right. And no snow. Global warming. When was this? Wait, you were in Austin, so you were grown. Um, oh, seven. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, November of oh seven. Okay. Okay. And I had been told by more than one person from Colorado that they always get their first snow on Halloween. 
So I went the day after Halloween. I'm like, there should be snow. <laughs> no. My friend lives in Colorado Springs, so we could look out her apartment window and we could see Pikes Peak, you know? Barely any snow, even at the top. Really? Yeah, Aww. it was disappointing. So, Have you ever been skiing? No. Really? Okay. All I've you... ever seen is this wet Texas snow. I've never seen like actual powder, oh. fluffy snow. Oh, fluffy? Oh, you've got, yes. Well, in Colorado, you should have had the fluffy. Had it happened. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and that brings me to my next memorable snow-related memory because it is hilarious that uh, we went skiing growing up. You know, we would travel uh -huh. and go skiing. So I've, I've been blessed to try skiing, which... I say try skiing, meaning I'm the girl that always in ski school. Up until 14, I was still the ski school girl. And then I'd be like, I'm going to go have hot cocoa. I don't know. But Chris and Jason, you know, my brothers, they would be wild. Jason in particular, he would do the snowboarding. Uh-huh. And then also Dano, yes. who, you know, my stepdad, he's passed on now. But he uh, was, you know, adventurous in his, you know, he'd be like, yeah, let's do it. So... Uh, I only heard of the story, but I got to tell you. You were at the lodge drinking? Pretty much. Cocoa. I was the girl that was in ski school by day for a little bit and then by the fire having cocoa the rest of the time. Yes. So uh, apparently Dano and Chris and maybe Jason, but they started going down. Um, I think it was like a blue. It wasn't a black, okay, but it was a blue uh, slope. And they started having some troubles dan started losing his footing and i am telling you guys lost one ski i don't know how it happened but he started coming down in one one ski okay and this wasn't not a petite man all right now he didn't take pretty much anyone down with him but let's just say having the vision of him coming down the ski or like you know the slope itself right here where i could see him because i was by the cocoa you mm -hmm. know by the fire mm -hmm. looking out and seeing a non-petite man flailing with his sticks. I don't know what they're called. but uh, Poles. Poles, thank you. <laughs> See, didn't do a lot of that. But, I mean, it was hilarious. Did he get hurt? No. I mean, you know, no bone. Well, thankfully. Yeah, no, thankfully. But it was the most hilarious thing to see. And then hear Chris, of course, you know, retell the story. So if Chris were here, he'd be able to tell you more about it. But they were apparently right side by side. Dan tried to, <laughs> like, go around somebody. And then some ha something happened. He lost his ski. <laughs> and it just reminded me of a Griswold moment. I only saw the last few minutes right before the That's crash so at funny. the end. Yeah, he didn't take anyone down, but I saw him go down. I'm going to ask. We're going to have to ask Chris about that when he's... On. I know. Well, he, he um, he's a good skier. Like I said, you know, I was a ski school girl. So I think if we went, that would be my comfort zone again because it's been like 15 years. Right. But uh, Jack wants to go. And he's like, I want to go skiing. I'm like, well, you know, one day he said, I'll take you. And I said, well, hopefully I could take you before you take me. But right. whatever happens, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's a little scary. I'm sorry. Yes. When you're going over a hill, you don't know what's on the other side. So I would get freaked out and I would just fall. Uh -huh. I would just be like, I'm just going to lean over here. Do I have the upper body strength to lift myself up? No. So what I have to do, I have to undo my skis, get back up. It was a whole ordeal. Yeah. So if you're going to go skiing, you want to be able to do a couple push-ups and pull-ups so you know you can get yourself up. Just heads up. Mm -hmm. And I never tried snowboarding. It was just really too scary for me. Just saying. Okay. All right. Just wanted to give you that heads up. I've never done any of it. Well, I'm going to have, well, um, I, we'll go on the road trip before I'm taking you skiing. I'm sorry. Or yeah. we, could, we could do ski, um, the ski machine. What is it? The ski lift? Well, yeah, we'll do that too. But I meant like oh. the, the 
the vehicle, the ski vehicle, the little scooter, the ski scooter. Snowmobile. Snowmobile. <laughs> Thank you. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Whew, she's never done it, but she knows much more about it than myself. So anyway, so random, but I had to just mm. fill y'all in on that. So we'll put it on the list, but I'm not okay. going to put it on the top 10 of things we're going to do because it's no. not my favorite. No. We've got right. things to do. <laughs> I know. I'm like, first we have to go on a road trip, California. Then you said you'd take me to Italy. If you didn't, you're going to do it now? Yeah. Oh, really? Please. Please. Can we go to New York first? Oh, yes. Yes, we can. Okay. All right. We're putting that in our little fantasy little wish list. Yes. And if you listen every Saturday morning, you know in our 9 o'clock hour we talk about dreamland and share the sweetness. So that's where we kind of got into the idea of putting our wish list together of where and how we're going to do things. And first it starts with the road trip with this young lady. Looking forward to it, of course. But We have no idea where we're going, but we're going on a road trip. Well, and it has to be what? Like eight hours was too much apparently on the first time. So we have to take it in small measurements. Is that what you were telling me? Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> Unapologetically, she said, no, I'm not going to do my first road trip eight hours with you, Meredith. We're going to do maybe three. <laughs> we'll start with the three hours. See how well it goes. <laughs> Honey said talking to Meredith is like doing charades, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, honey. It is. <laughs> You're too sweet. Too sweet. That's why we're good together, because I, I know you, all of the... You complete me. You help yeah, complete you my sentences. There you go. Well, hey, you can... Uh, let me do some social media. You can <laughs> check us out on Facebook, YouTube, at Grit and Grace Texas. Twitter, Grit and Grace Texas, T-E-X. They wouldn't give us the A or the S. Um, We're on, of course, IRLoneStar.com. You can check us out on the app, Lone star internet radio that's for the tech savvy that's right and um we're on our city tv suddenly channel 12 you can also email us at grit and grace texas at gmail.com that's right so many ways to connect with us we love facebook because we've got it live i've got my social media guru right here aka jennifer who gets to so anytime you want to reach out to us while we're on the air and just interact right here she's the one that's going to be making sure you know she pays attention right yes (laughs) Well, and of course, you can catch our YouTube You watch channel. the YouTube, and I'm always on my phone. I, I am. She's got a purpose. I'm she's doing, working. I'm doing our social media, yeah. Yes, she's not just I'm ignoring me. I'm responding to people. She's not ignoring me. Well, I might be. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, two hours together every Saturday, and that's just Saturdays. I'm going to lock you down for more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we take a break? Because we've got yes, some really. Let's do that. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Yeah, we've got actually Ed and Mickey with Hellfighters, the motorcycle ministry. It's a nationwide ministry. They are in charge of the North, uh, Houston Northeast. Northeast Houston unit. Thank you. See, she completes me. Northeast Houston unit. And they are going to be here throughout the Conroe area today. So they were so sweet to come by. And especially sweet because of this weather. They uh, rode out from, I wanted to say drive out, but I think rode out is the better term. Yes. Rode out from Atascacita all the way to us, which is wonderful, especially because it's 26 degrees outside. And you know that that is not a warm drive. So we are going to be hearing about their organization organization what they do for the community and how we can really get involved and connect with them too so stay tuned it's more of grit and grace on lone star community radio
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. And I am your girl, Meredith. Yes, welcome back. You know, right before the break, we were having some fun about the snow and all this stuff going on. But we were talking more um, also about our guests today because with the cold weather, I'm telling you, I'm blown away these gentlemen came in. so And they were pleasant. They were happy. All smiles when they got here, too. I was like, wow. And impressive, too, because and we'll get to it in a second. First, let me introduce you. Gentlemen, Mickey and Ed, thank you so much for joining us. They're with the Hellfighters Motorcycle Ministry here in Houston, the Houston Northeast Unit. Northeast Houston Unit. Northeast Houston Unit. Forgive me, gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Well, and we are so pleased to have y'all here. And as I was saying, uh, you know, especially because I know it's chilly, you came in all smiles and then when I said we have coffee and Ed you impressed me sir you said well I have my own as well and I was like oh and I was so tempted if time had allowed me I would have gone out and figured out how do you where was it on your bike like I wasn't sure so in a cup holder was it yeah oh (laughs) my bad it's pretty simple Uh, listeners, if you don't know already, motorcycles are foreign to me. I've just got introduced to many of them. Like living up here, you know, a lot of our uh, a lot of our church family rides motorcycles. I don't know much about it, but getting to know Mickey over the, you know the last few months, I've been able to learn a little bit more and just fascinated with the entire you know just that culture really in love of it and then finding out about Hellfighters I was really blown away about the organization so I approached Mickey and said please come on and tell us about it and he said you know we'll be in your area actually on the 9th we're going to be over at the parade so we can swing by and I was like fantastic it was perfect opportunity so if you'll just fill us in gentlemen really what the Hellfighters organization is about okay Uh (laughs) Hellfighters was started in 2000 by a Mississippi businessman who Mm -hmm. is a Christian, a strong believer, and felt that uh, Christians should get off what he calls their blessed assurances and get out in the streets and share the gospel, the good news with people. And so what we do is we uh, are primarily evangelists. Mm -hmm. Many of us ride motorcycles, and that's where we get the motorcycle ministry. And we speak in churches or we mostly just go out to the streets wherever the people gather and just share the good news. See, and that's wonderful to me just because, um, you know, even though I'm not a spring chicken, I love learning about new things, new organizations, new culture, you know, events going on. And when I found out about Hellfighters, I was really blown away because, you know, usually 
when and not to stereotype but when i see motorcyclists and everything i'm thinking rough and tough and you know just kind of out there go get them you know um people but you just blew me away with learn well and mickey really introduced me to the organization um just about your mission and all that y'all do because i understand it's not just something that you do for instance like you drove in from atascacita and i know being with the houston northeast northeast houston unit Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> but being with the Northeast Houston unit, that it's not something that you just stay right in your area. Is that correct? That's right. We travel uh, pretty much all over the states. We go to different rallies and uh, festivals, events, things of that nature. We're very and, mobile. Yeah, and it's something where how large is your group? I mean, for the, the unit itself, for the Northeast uh, Houston unit. Our particular unit has six people right now. But if you look across uh, the country, the Hellfighter units, there's about 20 of them in the U.S. They range anywhere from, we're probably one of the smaller ones, 20, you know, on up to, or, or we're six, so on up to maybe 20, 25 people. Well, and you've got to have, and, you know, I know I'll get to this in a little bit, too, but just to jump, because I know six, it, it's a, a, what I like to say is a small and robust kind of number, but still, you've got more on your crew, correct? Because Hellfighters is, there's more beyond Hellfighters, right? You've got, so, is it the foot soldiers, and w- will you describe those portions of the team, too? Yeah, like like Ed said earlier, some of us ride motorcycles. Uh, we're, we're considered Hellfighters. But there are a lot of people who want to do what we do. They want to get out and share the gospel, but they don't ride bikes. Mm-hmm. So the distinction is that they're called foot soldiers. That is so awesome. And so it's something that y'all collaborate together, correct? Because I know, like, for instance, you're going to be out at the parade today, but I imagine that's going to be some of the Hellfighters and some of the foot soldiers as well, correct? Right. right. Okay. So just and hopping back, I just want to make that distinction because, the you know, it can be, um, it could seem like a small team with, the, you know, single digit of six, but it's huge whenever you, and I've seen pictures, I've seen what y'all are capable of and how you impact the community. So it's really cool. And I know by far there's double digits all over with the team and one of the things that I was really blown away is learning about your trips to Sturgis every year correct who could y'all kind of go expand on that what exactly your mission is and how that all began Sturgis is uh, of course every year it's uh, there's somewhere between 500,000 and a million people that come that gather from all over the world uh, on motorcycles and again, God led our leader mm-hmm. to uh, just put a stake in Sturgis. And now there's a mission there. We have what we call a mission at the cross. Uh, for anybody who's been to Sturgis, it's the great big cross that you come into the town. And we do a lot of things there. We do evangelism, we go out on the streets, we pass out tracts, we share with people. But we also have a mission where uh, people who are maybe a little intoxicated at night come mm-hmm. in. Uh, the police don't want to necessarily put them in jail. We take care of them. We uh, see them through the evening and uh, help them the next day get wherever they need to go and uh, get sober and, and get fixed up. And, but primarily, we're there just to share the gospel and uh, uh, help people come to know Jesus. Well, and that to me is amazing um, in itself because of the organiz- organization's mission, but that you 
initiate, you go out and be proactive in these, what I imagine would be not so comfortable, um, you know, or welcoming in, in some ways areas, right? Just because when I think of Sturgis, and I don't know a whole lot because I'm not a biker, but when I think of Sturgis, I think of, oh, it's the big, you know, party week for motorcyclists and bikers, right? Pretty but much. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. when Mickey was telling me about it, because Mickey and I have been fortunate enough to work together that, you know, he said, I'm taking time off. I've got to go up to Sturgis. And I I just assumed, I was like, oh, well, you know, and then that's when he really enlightened me on the mission for, from Hellfighters when they go there. And it's something that not just the Northeast Houston unit goes to. Is that a collaborative effort by many of the units? Yeah, that's the time when as many people as possible from across Hellfire units in the U.S. try to attend that, and that's a huge undertaking because I and because I've, I've worked closely with you, I've learned, and otherwise I just would have been completely naive about it. Like you don't just plop down in Sturgis. I mean, talk about a I mean, a ride to get there. I mean, how many days does it take you and the crew to get there? Well, it depends. We we generally take three days going just to see the country, but we can make the ride in a couple of days. That just blows. Well, and, you know, the dedication and uh, really how you feel compelled to really share, that is a huge, I mean, I can't imagine being able to, well, first of all, to be able to make that ride itself because it sounds like it's a strenuous um, situation in itself just with the heat and everything going on. And, you know, again, Mickey really educated me. You know, motorcycles can't go as far in mileage, which makes sense, of course. But as a, you know, a dodo, when I'm just like in my car, I'm like, hey. But, you know, you've got to you've got to map out these special routes, make sure that you are doing everything you can to make it the more efficient but safer rides, right, to get out there. And I think, as always, uh, you always come into kind of hiccups. But Mickey was telling me how no matter what, every year, that it, it comes, it, it happens. And it's, if it's meant to be that the, you were saying, Mickey, that the Lord either allows it or has allowed it, you know, to happen even after certain hiccups or anything like that. Correct? Right. Yeah. Like you were talking on the way up, you do have to do some planning because we don't have gas tanks as large as cars in front. Sure, sure. But... Uh, when, when we're there, you know, we, we do plan ahead of time. And uh, sometimes uh, things just don't work out the way that you want. And in the last two years, I'd say that some of the things that we felt like the Lord wanted us to do uh, just kept getting shut down. And we began to pray about that. And uh, we saw, even though we were hearing people say no, uh, God did what he wanted to do, and he opened doors for us regardless. And the last this last year, uh, it was that we didn't we needed a we wanted to to have a presence where where the people were in addition to the mission, mm-hmm. and, and uh, we kept talking to people, and and the way it works up there is that they will rent spaces for vendors to set up, and we'll go in as a vendor, and just a, a ten by ten spot is going to cost thousands of dollars for for the week, and uh, every door just closed, and then just about I guess it was what a week or two before Sturgis I got an email said hold on something just happened we think we have a spot for you and uh, we uh, actually spent the week in in front of Full Throttle Saloon Uh, the owner picked out I guess about the best spot out there for us and let us set up out there all week long so See, and when Mickey tells me those stories and I get goosebumps just because it's amazing how to hear firsthand 
y'all at work and the everything that you're able to do and really um, impact others' lives because that's your mission, right? And I want to remind listeners, of course, we're talking to the Hellfighter team here. We've got Ed and Mickey of the Northeast Houston unit, but they uh, it's a nonprofit organization. It's volunteer-based, and there is so much that your team does because we're speaking about Sturgis, and we'll get back to that because it's such a huge um, event that goes on, and I know that it's a collaborative effort across all units, but even locally, I understand that you go out to Fifth Ward, help there. Is that correct? And that's something that, I mean, because it seems like, again, volunteer-based um, organizations and ministries are amazing. And usually when you get involved, you have maybe once a month everything to do. But it seems like your team is really dedicated and the, everyone cares and wants to do something at least once a week. I mean, is, is that just me or is it just a busy time? It is busy. I mean, it, it, it's not really a sacrifice. Sure. We've, we've, we've all walked in the darkness, and uh, we've all met Jesus, and he completely changed and transformed our lives. We understand the difference, and we understand what people need to know. Uh, the gospel is just the good news, and, and we're just sharing it with anyone who will listen. And uh, it's very exciting to see people come to Christ and uh, experience him for the first time. And then to see the life transformation that takes place once they meet. Well, and that's what, you know, because I want to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to hear more about that because I don't, I'm not as familiar with it. And I'd love, you know, a little bit of insight onto how you interact and really um, speak to people. So why don't we take a quick break when we get back? I want to hear more about that. Okay. Stay tuned, guys. It's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith only on Lone Star Community Radio. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IronLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Welcome back. Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I am your girl, Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. Yes, and we have two great gentlemen here with us, Mickey and Ed with the Northeast Houston Unit of Hellfighters. Um, it's actually a mo- motorcycle ministry-based, or motorcycle-based ministry, motorcycle ministry here. Um, it's national. This is the, g- the two gentlemen that are leading the Northeast Houston Unit, and they came in this morning from Atascacita, and they are just all kinds of sweetness because they came in smiling and nobody was upset with me and Ed brought his own coffee so he's already on my survivor list if I ever have to go somewhere I'm like let's call Ed he can get it done right but right before the break we were talking about how you want your mission and the team's mission is to go out and share with people the gospel so I was just curious how you really begin those conversations and how you would speak to somebody okay the way we do that is well there's a lot of different ways that we sure just engage people and speak to people but we also do gospel raffles we do we do a lot of things we share what we call a three-minute gospel message which goes something like this i mean everybody does it a little bit different but basically it's the understanding that we uh we serve a holy god and that god is real and that god is uh, in his holiness he is perfect he doesn't sin he has no tolerance for sin 
and yet he loves us irregardless of where we're coming from, what we've been through, what we've done. Uh, but the problem is we are sinners, and as sinners we are separated from God, and we're not experiencing the life that our Creator des- desires for us to experience on this earth, and, and we are alone without him. But because God loves us so much and because he knows that we can't save ourselves and that we can't get back to him on our own, uh, and because he put the penalty of death on all of our sin, he made a provision for us. He sent his son Jesus to the earth. He walked among us as a man, uh, never committed any sin. He was perfect in every way. One day we took him, we put him on a cross, and we killed him. And when we killed him, God took all of our sins and put them on him on that cross so that when he died, he became our substitute. He paid our sin debt for us. And he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead and he conquered death. And um, now, because he was willing to do that for us, God offers us a free gift. It's free. You can't earn it. You just receive it. Um, The gift includes forgiveness of our sins, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, both here and for eternity, a place called heaven when we die instead of separation from him in judgment. And the way you receive the gift is by faith. You believe that Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he was going to do. Um, by confession, we agree with God that we're sinners and we can't save ourselves and we need his salvation, this gift of salvation. And then just ask. The Bible says as many as call on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. And we've done that. I mean, I, we've all walked in the darkness and we've walked in the light. And I can tell you that the light is better. Um, and those who know Jesus and have received that gift, it's not a head knowledge anymore. It's a personal relationship with God. And uh, God can change us. He, can, he, can, he, he didn't just come to take the penalty of sin. He came to take the power of sin off of our lives as well. He came to heal the brokenhearted and uh, to just set the prisoners free. I've been a prisoner of sin. I've been bound by it and unable to escape. Heard this wonderful story, met Jesus personally, and uh, now I've experienced that freedom. I mean, I'm not perfect but uh, I don't walk in the darkness like I used to. And so just helping other people to see that and to encounter God and to know how much he loves them and that they can walk with him too, that, that's, that's what we live for. That is just remarkable because I, I love that your passion for it and certainly wanting to share it with the community. And really I'd love to hear some of your more memorable stories to where you've also been able to really um, – bring shed light on it to some maybe it'd been somebody at Sturgis or someone at one of your other um events I would say or you know going out and be participating in the community what are some of the more memorable stories you'd like to share well one that comes to mind is uh I guess three or four years ago at Sturgis we had a uh, a young man ride in on a motorcycle and from from North Dakota Sturgis is in South Dakota and it was during bike week and his bike broke down right in front of the mission. I mean, he could have broken down anywhere, but he didn't. He broke down in front of the mission. And so you have all these bikers here, so we're swarmed around him trying to figure out what's wrong. Well, this guy's a mechanic, and he figured it out pretty quick. But he didn't have parts, so he had to order parts. So we let him stay at the mission overnight. And, of course, you know, we're talking to him and eating dinner with him, and, and uh, we shared the Lord with him. And he understood, but, you know, he... He chose not to accept the Lord. He understood it, but didn't want to commit. Well, his bike parts came in, fixed his bike, took off, uh, rode through town, came back on his way out of town, 
bike broke down in front of the mission the second time. Wow. I had to order parts, ordered parts, spent the night with us again, spent some more time with him, uh, took off again, third time, no joke, broke down. Are you kidding me? Uh, spent the night with us. Uh, the founder of Hellfighters was there that night. They spent a long time talking. And uh, that night, Kenneth accepted the Lord. That is remarkable, wow. especially with the threes and the, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty, um, yes, I can understand why that'd be one of your more memorable. And really at Sturgis, I know when we envision or when I first envisioned, I thought, okay, y'all are all there. And when you speak of the mission, you're saying you have like a, a facility or a home that you're running, right? You also uh, go out and have certain spots throughout the the full town, if you will. Like for instance, I think Mickey, you had mentioned there's um, I don't I don't know what facility, but you play the guitar and singing at one of them. So it's not something where you're just sta- right there in front of your mission. Y'all go out and really spread across the full event. And I'm just I was just so blown away by that because, of course, being outside of what the regular norm is in that event because it's just got to take some bravery and i imagine that's your faith that leads you there correct absolutely that's fantastic and so um on top of the sturgis event what other notable ways or um, events through the year do you like to try to make consistent so that you all have because you see where the need is and are able to go back and certainly fulfill that and speak to others in the community well we do prayer rides we believe that God answers prayer. And, and so one of the things we do is we travel around the country just praying over areas and asking God to move in the hearts of people because none of us can come to him unless he draws us. Uh, but then also we, we will do fairs, festivals, carnivals. Uh, we will do parades like today. Today we're going to be in Conroe. We'll have a gospel raffle booth set up, and uh, then we'll be there at the parade as well with some spe- special Christmas cards for people to to share. Sure. Well, and I'm really blown away by this organization. If you're just tuning in, of course, this is the Northeast Houston unit of Hellfighters. We've got Ed and Mickey joining us. They're sharing about the organization that is really beyond all year long, almost on a weekly basis. And I want to say almost daily that your mission on top of, because this is a nonprofit organization, volunteer based. So it just blows my mind that the passion that each of the individuals, both the Hellfighters and your sister teams, the foot soldiers. And is there other sister teams or uh, related teams too? That's it. No. That, okay. Cause I thought I saw another one on the website cause hellfighters.org, correct? Right. You want to get online and connect with them because they have such a great organization. Find out where they're going to be, find out how you can get connected with them. And maybe, you know, someone that needs to reach out to them. So it's something that we definitely want to reach out. And I'm sure Facebook, you've got all the social media too. So if you look up hellfighters that you'll be able to connect with them. And it seems like such a great um, team of people. And I know getting to know Mickey personally, it just blows my mind. Um, the passion and really the mission for everybody because um, I'll tell you when I first met Mickey it was in business attire and today he looks a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) but it's not a complete surprise just because I have seen pictures but I tell you it's something in person and it's pretty pretty impressive I love it so I want if you want to share a few words before we I know we're getting close to the nine o'clock hour is there any other uh, any other points you want to share with the listeners that may be curious about what to do with their day or perhaps curious about Hellfighters, what would you like to tell them? Well, you know, today in Conroe, they're having the 
the Christmas celebration. Oh, yeah. And uh, Hellfighters are going to be there. I think we're in booth number 20. Uh, we'd love to have y'all come visit with us and uh, spend some time with us. So uh, come out and see us. Absolutely. Well, and plus, you know, I know with my little man, I'm going to try to get him out here because, um, like, children they're so they can be so impressionable and you want to show them some great um figures and really mentors to look up to and i know that uh mickey and learning about ed those those two right there man would be remarkable so if you got some kiddos as you're out in the parade you want to give them some inspiration show them how some really good strong men are in the world that are bikers then you've got to come out to meet the hellfighter team booth 20 here at the parade in conroe again they are such a great motorcycle ministry in our community and they're nationwide we just get the pleasure of having the northeast unit with us today and i know for sure that again booth 20 but it just is remarkable any are you gonna i'm sure we'll have a whole setup of um of course some of the bikes and everything but you were open to the kids of course and i know you're speaking to the grown-ups too but i'm sure you invite the kids just like of course in the word it describes too so listeners encourage you all of course you're going to get out in um, the conroe parade today because that's what we do it's such a beautiful time definitely connect with the hellfighters here so what on your social media do you know that is the help just look up hellfighters on uh, facebook yeah look up hellfighters northeast houston Northeast Houston. Okay, so listeners, you heard it right there. Hellfighters.org on Facebook. Northeast Houston of Hellfighters or Hellfighters Northeast Houston. When you're searching on Facebook, you'll be able to get connected with them. Find out what they're doing today. Get out here in Conroe and definitely connect with them and learn some great things. Because I know the team there uh, just wants to help others and bring them to a better side of the world, right? I just, I'm so thankful y'all were able to make it this morning. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. I'm amazed with the organization and really the dedication and passion that each of y'all have for your mission. It's thank just you. fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for sticking around. And like I said, they've got to actually get going because they've got some setup to do. The team's already getting set up there in Conroe. And I know uh, listeners, again, hellfighters.org, look up Hellfighters Northeast Houston on Facebook. Connect with these guys and go and see them today. I know I'm going to try to get my little man out here after the parade too. So thanks so much. We have more coming up. It's about nine o'clock hour. I see Hefe peeking through the window. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with more of Grit and Grace. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour.
Whoa. Do you like that little music action going on right there? I was a little bit confused. Well, that's just a preview of the great music that we have here on Lone Star Community gotcha. Radio. That's gotcha. what we do. We like to add a little something, a little a little bam. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we can't help it. We also have groupies around us like Hefe over here. <laughs> Oh, he's trying to get, he's not finding that call. He's on a mission. All right, Hefe, boss man, he's on a mission. But yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith this is our nine o'clock hour. And we are so thrilled that we got to have the Mickey and Ed with Hellfighters join us this morning. What a great organization. Yes. I was really impressed with everything that I've learned about them, and I hope listeners were too. So again, stick around uh, so you can learn more about them. Actually, when I say stick around, meaning come out to Conroe Parade today. There you go. You want to do that and visit all the vendors we also have Lone Star is going to be out and about today as well we've got the free turkeys for vets and citizens in need it's the heroes holiday harvest it's a free community service event and it's at the outlets at Conroe parking lot it's going to be today from right now till you know till dusk it's going to be a great event right there off a league line in the Conroe um the outlets of thank Conroe. you good night i cannot speak but yeah there's going to be live music and like i said they're free turkeys for vets and citizens in need so it's going to be a great event and lone star community radio will be there so definitely get out there say hello chit chat go find jefe doug they'll be making some great great moves yeah sorry i had to clear my throat there mm. well we're back you excited you know i am me too. Well, yeah. So, man, so many great things going on. What's wrong? Yeah. What? What? Oh, is it? I thought, am I giving you a headache already? I mean, good night. No. No? Okay. I, no, I have a sore in my ear. It's probably not big at all, but it feels like I have a giant mountain or something in there. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, it's kind of, um, yeah, closing up my ear canal, so kind of hurting me this morning it's hurting down in my jaw well and my mics keeps moving sorry if you hear that feedback guys but um yeah we i hope you feel better i hate that yeah, i know i'll be okay well yeah. and really with this season i think a lot i know i did i had you know the between season kind of congestion yeah so i felt like am i gonna get an ear infection as a grown-up like it was seriously like all kinds of stuffy but i mean luckily it cleared out I like to think because I'm Lebanese, you know, I like to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that reminds me of something I told Jack when he was going out to see the snow, when he went out there and he was like, no shoes, no jacket, nothing. I go, we're Lebanese. We're not God. Don't go out there and don't think you're not going to get sick. You know, I'm like, don't do it. Uh, listeners, a little joke in our family is um, part Lebanese. And I happen to, you know, relatively good health. I don't get sick too often. So I always say it's the Lebanese in me. So that's where that comes from. I know, knock on that wood. That was me knocking on wood for her. Yes, thank you. Because I do not need to get sick at all. Um, and you know what I love is we can't break Hefe at all. He is on a mission, A to B. Blah, 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 blah. We can't make him yeah. break or anything. Back and forth, back and forth. Can you please forth. trip he's, him yeah. or something? He's not doing nothing. Look, nothing. He's still packing the car. Not even wrecking. Nothing. He's nothing. crazy. He's good. He's good. Okay. That's what the pros are. Yeah. So nine o'clock hour, you know, we've got our share the sweetness coming up. Yeah. Then we've got dreamland and I've got yeah. a little treat for you there. I'm excited. Yeah. But I've got to, can I talk about this week a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cause I know me about we, your week. we talked about it. My week's pretty good, but I got to tell you what's coming up because. Okay. With the holiday season in most offices, you have your holiday parties, but you also have your holiday decorating contests. Okay. Do y'all decorate at the office? 
Do you have a contest for it by chance? Um, we used to do a door decorating contest and we'd have teams of like three, but we're not doing it this year. Yeah, you know, and I've even seen... We are doing an ugly sweater contest. Oh, okay. We'll see. I'm probably not going to participate. Why? Oh my gosh, I can get you an ugly sweater quick. Like, just give me like five bucks and a squeegee. The things I can do. Five bucks and a squeegee? Yeah. That's random. It is, but guess what? It'll be an ugly sweater. <laughs> okay, I might take you up on it. Okay, good. Well, I've seen... I need it by the 21st. By the 21st. Deal. Okay. I have done the ugly sweater, which I may bring out because we have our business casual um, Christmas thing coming up. Uh-huh. So I'm tempted. Do I wear something pretty or do I wear my ugly sweater? What do you think? You call the shot. Well, uh... Okay. Too late. Yeah, Sorry. I'm moving on. Okay. I don't know. All right. Sorry. We're distracted. We're just staring at Hefe because we don't know what he's doing. Oh, now he's getting undressed. Oh, well, no. Hefe. Ho, 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 ho. He's going to join us. What? Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you were talking to me while I'm moving on this equipment. <laughs> not even offering to help. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's he doing? Do you want to talk to me? <laughs> Carrying all these heavy bags? I can't even help. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got a few things. No. Well, welcome. How was your week, Hefe? It was some music in the background. Yeah. Just, y'all drop beats sometimes? A little bit. Maybe Just random. So. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to. Spontaneous rap. Christian Grace. <laughs> You know, I love my hip-hop, so I just put a little down there for I the like gangsters. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's to change the mood. So you tell me those bikers who were talking about a great service they do for the community. Yeah. And then the next segment, we just... <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> Yo, you're listening to Britain Grace. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. We can't help it. We love the beats. All right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What you got going on today? You're yeah, headed out there. There's a lot going on today, folks. Uh, if you're getting ready to get outside yeah uh right now if you're a veteran or a family in need you can come out to the uh conroe outlets and the post oh, sorry american legion post 411 is giving away frozen turkeys to those families in need and also veterans and active service members and families for them and then they're also doing if you are a veteran they're doing gift card giveaways a lot of companies in the area donate a bunch of gift cards for veterans so it's a great way to just dis- distri- distribute it. Uh, hold on, distribute. Right. distribute. Distribute. Thank you. Um, I do it I all the English time. English language is hard. Which we just click at each other, right? Yeah. But because um, I'm, I'm. That's why it's like playing charades with Meredith. I have yeah. to take care of her. That's what, and uh, well, I did study communication. I was thinking in the studio, what we should do is have our personal whiteboards, and so we can tell it, tell each other messages while on the air. I and would that love way, that. That, that would be that would be fun. Or we could just have oh. little screens in front of us. And yeah, I was gonna say the video would mess it up because then I'd be like, you know, you'd see everything. But you know, be, is that because you write inappropriate things? I was gonna say, <laughs> probably. <be> like, ho <laughs> ho ho. But uh, well, folks, uh, Turkey will be out there till noon broadcasting right after your show. Okay, that's why I was kind of in a hurry because literally right when your show ends, I'm going on. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a. a random thing we did uh, douglas who has veterans there the first tuesday of the month who's been on the show yeah uh, he wanted to say hi to you guys and, oh uh, i love doug love and him he was uh they're gonna be out there at the outlets until they give away all the turkeys so really you have a good chance of getting a free turkey today if you're a veteran or a family in need i, don't, I asked him what counts as a family in need and he said just say harvey there you go well, there and you get go. so uh well, and a lot of people were affected by yeah. it. And, of course, tis the season. A lot of people, that is well, a luxury. Well, then I'm going to get me a turkey. Oh, oh yeah. You were affected so by Harvey. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, so he encourages everyone to come out. Uh, just 
just turkey if you want to uh, want a turkey. And then uh, also in downtown Conroe, starting at 11 a.m. is going to be the Conroe Christmas celebration. So over yes. there, yes. Heritage Place, yes. uh, they're going to have two snow hills. They're going to have camel rides, face painting, all that kind of stuff. It's free, that free admission. So- uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then Montgomery City of Montgomery is doing their Christmas celebration today all day. That yeah. was on our uh, events that we did. I'm just ruining. The, I'm ruining the last segment of the show, aren't I? No, actually, hour. I no. love it. I love no. it. This is our something now. This is our something segment. Yeah, but, uh, we get very serious in this segment. Yeah, we're just, this is our fill-in segment. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's very important because this is our. Something something, 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 something segment here. No, this this is it, boss. Oh, man. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. That's our something, something, something. It's serious. Okay. <laughs> Very serious segment we have going on. At least you have something written down. <laughs> I, constantly, I constantly look up. And I'm like, it's, uh, it's, it's today. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and actually that brings up a great point. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can plug into you? Because you're on every day, right? You're not just the yeah, boss man. Yeah, we're, we do a morning show with Sean K. Thompson. He's a local uh, creative man. He, does, he has a production company. He does a lot of plays over here at the Owen and also next door over there at the Crichton. Uh, his, uh, we do a morning show every morning, weekday morning. And it's yep. from 9 to 11. And we kind of just have more fun than you guys. So that's, <laughs> that's our main goal. Oh, uh, to have more challenge. fun than us. Yeah, challenge accepted. We, uh, we hand the baton off on Fridays to you guys. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, but we couldn't. I couldn't do 8 a.m. every day. I couldn't do it because I'm here pretty late. And then I was just like, I really don't want to go sleep just so I need to wake up. I don't want to go to bed like that. You know? Right. What so. cracks me up is this man, he's being very uh, humble because I don't yes. think, he, A, he sleeps, and B, there's got to be a cot somewhere because this guy... I, I definitely mean, have slept We're going to find here. it. <laughs> he's like, I've slept just, in here. Just for a power nap. There's been power naps before. <laughs> so funny. Well, and of course, guys, you can catch Hefe, like you said, every weekday morning, 9 o'clock with the team there talking about yeah. things going on in the community. And of course, he's the boss man, so he makes sure that we're doing well. And of course, we just passed our anniversary on air. So excited. Boop. Yes. Wish I had a hand clap sound effects. I'll get there. Yeah. But, um, you probably you do the on beats, your little though. button screen. You got, I, you got the beat. I do. <laughs> can, you name, can you name the song? Hefe's younger than me, so he may not know. Oh, the song ended, so. Hold on. No. I, I mean, is it a female artist or a male artist? Male artist. Okay. Then no, I don't know. I only know females. <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. Hefe's like, no, qualifier. I only know the I'm girls. <laughs> so where, how, where did you find these guys who were here? Because I was listening on the way in. And I was like, wait a second. When did this become a religious show? And no. Then, I, know, I know. I was kidding. Oh, okay. that, uh, it was an interesting dynamic that guy, those two guys were. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's where, because I actually have I've worked with Mickey. And so when okay. he told me about the organization, I was blown away. And so that's why I was like, please come on and share about it. You know, because I love finding new stuff. You know that. Yeah. And just people being able to share about well, their teams. You know what's crazy is we have, uh, yesterday we had a man named Johnny Walling. John Walling from the Cut and Shoot Hog chapter. He was on our show. Of the Hellfighters? Hog. Hog. Harley Harley. Owners Group. Yeah. So he, uh, they're doing, they're doing a a toy run tomorrow. Oh, they are. Oh, yes. So it's just great minds think alike. So, yeah. Yeah. I just thought we were a biker place now. Yeah. That's what I figured. I was yeah. like, all right, we're just going to do it, right? Yes. We're converting. Uh, well, except I want, like, the little sidecar. I'd be the sidecar girl. You know what I asked oh, him Oh, don't that. be a wimp. Well, I said, like, I told him how I had a bike accident when I was 16 on a motorcycle, and uh, 
I have like this fear of getting on a motorcycle now. It's like I, even a bicycle. I don't even like getting on bikes. It's like one of those psychological things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'll be a sidecar rider for sure because I like riding on motorcycles. I love riding. Like I'll uh-huh. I'll be the person behind. I'll hug them. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's a great feeling. It's one of those things that I encourage everyone to try at least once. See, I, but I had a similar thing. I had a guy who was trying to impress me when I was in middle school, and he scared the bejesus out of yeah. me trying to do a wheelie. I don't and, know how people no. can even ride those. Like, I'm talking, like, as we rode it, I rode a bike for about a week, and then that's when I had my accident. But it's just like, that's your lifestyle. Like a crotch rocket? Uh, no, it was like, a, it was a dirt bike. What's oh, a crotch a dirt rocket? Bike. Those are even scarier. Because those go zero to uh, 60 in, like, three seconds. Is that like the Kawasaki yes, style? Yes, yes, yes. Like, okay. what, like what Ed and Mickey had, that's a cruiser. Okay. Yeah, so the guy I'm talking about, they ride Harleys. Those are different from that, motorcycles. That's, yes. That's I a, did not know that's that. That's a cruiser. I'm not kidding you. He goes, they're not motorcycles, they're Harleys. That's right. Why Why the distinction? I, I have no idea. Okay, okay. I'm Just because Harleys I mean, are the best. Okay, okay. Well, Wait, he did tell you, me. He, you need to ride with my dad because he, threw, he, he has out, the Cadillac of Harleys. He threw out a bunch of statistics about Harleys where it was like the market of motorcycles and 52% of them are Harleys. Yes. So they own over half the market of that. I'm like, though, you just called it a motorcycle though. He's like, no, that's what gives us the right to call them Harleys because we have 52% of it. Wow. Yeah, he's a real smart guy. And I know. I'm Trump. like, man, he came with stats. Yeah. I he, love it. No, it was, it, I don't really understand people with motorcycles because I always get it. I'm always in the wrong, no matter what you say. Well, and they're foreign to me, so I don't get it. You should have heard him talk about trikes. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. What did he, what was he saying? Like, oh, he basically, well, I told him he's really biased because he says if Harley makes it, it's a, it's a Harley. So it's not a motorcycle. So if Harley makes a trike. It's okay. Did it grow? Yeah, I was like, oh, there, there's a way to weasel around logic there. <laughs> but uh, but he basically said uh, the motorcycles that have the tire, the two tires in the front do not count. The tire, two tires in the back, he's okay with. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, that was my phone, my bad. So he was only okay. Okay, so there's qualifiers. Well, number yes. one, if it's a Harley, no matter what, I said like, oh, if it's a Harley and they made a moped, <laughs> you know, like, what would you think? It's still a Harley. It's still a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you would make a moped, I would probably ride that. But otherwise, yeah, too too scary. The um, and then also, <laughs> I can't believe you rode. So only a week though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a scar on my knee. I can show it to you. It's like because my knee busted open, Ooh. and it was like it was really cool. And <laughs> yeah, sounds cool. So well, is that all? You just had a busted knee? Well, I had bruises. Oh. No, actually, that was the first moment I ever had like euphoria because. I distinctly remember being able to see the back of my head, like people walking behind me. I distinctly remember seeing that. I don't know how I did. Huh. That's interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm, because yeah. I'm really curious. I want to dissect it, but I know you got stuff to do. But, no, and so you think you'll get back on. Or you have gotten back on, just yeah, in I the back seat. I don't drive. I, I can't No, he said he hugs now. I hug. You a hugger? Or, I'm a sidecar person. I'm totally okay <laughs> I would that. totally do a sidecar. I'm, I'm afraid, even on hugging, but... Your dad may be able. Why? Don't, um, why don't you think we see more sidecars? Is it because they're more dangerous? What you know, what I'm talking about. Like I, you think they'll be more popular with couples and stuff. I just think because now you know that they have the the back has got like armrests and they're more yeah but comfortable. I, I would you be know, more comfortable in the sidecar because you can like read and stuff. <laughs> you can read sitting back there. Not not as comfortable as a sidecar because no, you have leg the, room and all that kind of stuff. With the back and the armrest and yeah, you could. But I imagine like if you had like top of the line sidecar, 
you have like little cooler and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> do they even still make side? That's cars? what I'm saying. I'm like, I wonder why, why? all of a sudden it stopped. Well, it is it because the, the turn factor? Is it the I turn? Mean, I th- I would say a it's because of people like John who have this obsession with you're not a motorcycle, if you're not a Harley. <laughs> He's so, calling you out, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, John was great. You should, uh, actually, no, I know. If you want to listen to the show, we have it up on podcast. But it was uh, it was just kind of funny that it's the typical. That's it's snobbish, but it's acceptable. Yes. Oh yeah, in the motorcycle world. So uh, well, and it's something they've earned, kind of like the Apple factor out there for many, like the Mac factor and everything, the iPhone and all that. That people because they have, can't afford it. Well, no, no, I meant the, that the attitude. Uh, like is that the, the, the in best. your face, I can pay a thousand dollars for a phone. I guess. Well, I've. Pity the fool, because to me, it's actually not very intuitive. No offense. Well, my favorite thing about the like when smartphones started coming out and started costing six hundred to a thousand dollars is it all it takes is one slip, and then it shatters. And that's probably what I, I bet there's videos online about people losing their phones, and it's like the reaction to it. Oh. Like, no, and it's, <laughs> like yes. my, well, okay. So here's a great story about this. So my girlfriend or my fiance. He, he, <gasps> what? Yeah. Hold so, the phone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got engaged like a month ago. This what? is news to us. I this is why we need to do you're more parties. The, you're breaking the peak. You got to be careful with that. Okay, ladies. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so l- l- let here. me tell you this. So uh, Holly has an iPhone, and she uh, went to a Baylor game, and she put it thinking that she could put it in a uh, Ziploc bag. Well, it was like it was. It was probably two years ago, I think. It was when they had the worst rainstorms over there during the game. Yeah. So she thought she could put it in a Ziploc bag in her pocket, and then she put a raincoat over it. Mm. Well, it got water damage, so it mm-hmm. had all these pretty colors when she turned it on and stuff like that. Yes. And so she couldn't read anything. Yeah. And so she got. Uh, she needed to get a new phone. So I got her a new phone, you know, as a gift mm-hmm. through, through a good man. that. And well, later in our life, we're hanging out, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna wash the sheets." She's on the bed diddled down with her phone. Well, I go, you need to get off the bed. I'm going to wash these sheets. She gets off the bed. I wash the sheets. Phone's in the sheets. No. Oh, my so I, I wash. I wash her phone. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. But why'd you leave the sheets? <laughs> right. But uh, literally after I go, can you get off this? I need to go wash the sheets. That's what I'm doing right <laughs> like now. You need to tell her. Uh, but was, it gets even funnier, though. Is we, I get her a new phone. And I go. Another one. Another one. I go, we, we're going to order you a waterproof case. And we're going to get it. And so she shipped it to my place, the phone, to my place, the case, not the phone. So she has the new phone on her. She's on the way to my place. She stops to get gas. As she's stopping to get gas, she got out and the phone fell down. And at the perfect angle, you know, on cars, they have the railing system yes. for the uh, for the seats. Well, she's a tiny person. So her seat's like all the way uh, up. And uh-huh. so for her to get out, she has to back it up a little bit. And so she backed it up. The phone fell and hit like the crack of the railing. And it just shattered the phone. Oh, my gosh. Insurance, Papa. Please yeah. tell me insurance. Oh, no. Because I had to get my phones underground. <sighs> so I was just like, I guess you're going to have a crack phone. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be waterproof. <laughs> that's but that's, uh, thank you, Apple, for making such a phone. That, uh, now, I think that's fragile. why. Well, that was my theory why they got rid of the headphone jack. Do you think it was a contributor? Well, I think it's because they wanted to make the phone water resistant. Oh. It's really hard to make a phone water resistant if it has a headphone jack. Right. Oh, I see. See, he's so smart. Well, but are you an Apple user? Oh, I was. Uh, there's actually a good story about that. When I was 12 years old, I wanted to invest in Apple because it was it was by the, it was around the time when the first iMac came out, mm-hmm. the very first one. And I was uh, I was a computer person growing up, and because uh, my family's my brothers were, and so I wanted to buy an uh, iMac. Well, my brothers hated Apple, so they're like, "We're not helping you." 
buy it. Like you got to buy it yourself. You got to <laughs> save up money. And it's twelve. I'm twelve years old. And I'm like, man. And I never forget for uh, for my birthday and cr- uh, Christmas, I told my dad. I just learned about the stock market. I didn't really understand it, but I knew that's how you made money. And I was like, can you put my Christmas money in my and my money towards Apple? And, you know, that's what I want to do. Oh, I, wanna I make, bet that I he sounded make, so impressive. I want to make some money. And he's like, oh, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. And then, no, they didn't. They just bought me something, you know, 12-year-old, whatever I wanted at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was an Apple person for, like, 10 years. And I bought Apple. Uh, I bought the first. Uh, I remember seeing the first iPod. Yeah. Very, very first one because mm-hmm. one of my campers had it. I was a counselor in training. And he had one. I was like, these are the coolest things. And I got to get one when I get out of here. So I worked all summer and I, I got second generation with the, like the sensors on it. But uh, I'll never forget, I bought a $3,000 uh, Macintosh tower. $3,000. It was like three years worth of saving. And next, the next summer, they came out with the Intel processor one. So yes. everything was obsolete on mine. Yes. And I was like, well, there goes that. And then we're going to buy another Apple product again. Ugh. So I never uh, bought another Apple product again. Well, and I know you felt like it was too late, you know, because you already invested and you kind of lost out already. But aren't you glad? Because looking back, there's been like so many generations, so many things. Well, I would like say they, they feel there's a funny video of Steve Jobs talking about being a product company and then also at the same time being a PR company. Mm. And he equivalent to like Pepsi, Pepsi. They spend more money on their marketing team than they do their actual product team. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with, uh, and he was saying that's not what Apple was going to do. But then, boom, what do, you, what do you see now? They probably spend more money on marketing and advertising than their actual products. Well, so. rightfully so, because, you know, certainly got to get in the face. It gets competitive out there, right? Well, well and- yeah. But I think, like, they also, I mean, I have an iPhone. I do have an iPhone. Oh, and, you do? Yes. Well, I'll, my issue with the is all my music's programmed and tagged on iTunes mm. since before iTunes even had like an iTunes store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so I spent too much time, you know, writing uh, in everything and doing all that stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing that again because I have like 60,000 songs. In I was going to say, wow. that's how they get so, you because right. you're invested so much that you have, it's like a, a have to in many ways because it makes it so much easier Well, for I mean, you. iTunes is still a good product. Like I, I sync it in my house so I can use it as a remote. So if, like on my phone, I can play music throughout my whole house like that, and so it's just and I couldn't carry all my music on my iPod, right? So I needed something to a media center to play it all. Well, real quick, because you're the techie type, so because the holiday season, what do you think is some of the hot stuff out there? Oh, I would say if you took the time, and then depending on what kind of house you're in, how old the house is, I would look into if you want to be cool, look into like setting up your house for uh, like one of those Google Homes. Are the Alexia oh, things because yeah, yeah, yeah. those things are improving them to the point where you can buy third party products to work with it. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, what's really cool is you can buy these outlets now, or you can get them installed in your outlets. Or they come with like a surge protector, uh-huh. and they connect to your Alexa. So you can say, "Hey Alexa, can you turn off everything in the living room?" And it'll turn off everything in the in the living room. It's really easy to set up because so it's like a smart house, like a smart house. But like yeah. now, it's becoming more accessible for older houses to be a smart house. Because mm-hmm. wow. okay. now, if you build a new house, you can have those options where you network everything, and everything's part of the system. Right. But and the that, retro. You, and that would take like a tech person to set up. Now you can go, "Hey, mom, look what I got you. I got you an Alexa with three of these outlets, and I can show you how we can, and you can move the outlets around the house." I think so, I hear the guys uh, turning on their bikes outside. That's so cool. Sorry. Starting. What you know, I okay. learned is the Harley Davidson sound is patent or is copyrighted. So really? in movies and stuff, when you hear the motorcycles, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Man, they're good. It's yeah. like, got to figure out these marketing teams, these leads, right? Well, and I know you have to go somewhere, but I really like having you on. You yeah. got to come back. Look, you're looking at your phone. That's kind of rude. Well, no, I'm Pepe. trying to make sure because we started in 30 minutes. So oh, I right. can get out there and set up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I would say the best gift right now, like the, the tech wise, is I always love a Bluetooth speaker. Like those yes. are really easy to use and really functional in the house. Because especially, like I'm a, I'm a sound guy. I love having speakers. I love mm-hmm. fixing speakers. Mm-hmm. But you know, Holly, she didn't care. And they come in all shapes and sizes. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've made, uh, now they're making them where they can tie into Alexa. Yes. So it's all, it just, you have to look up what kind of speaker connects to it. Say like Amazon Ready or whatever. Right. And uh, and that's one of the coolest things because once you start learning how to use it, you realize how much easier it is to come home and say, hey, Alexa, can you play my, you know, kitchen playlist? Right. And it's like, why well, cook? I have a you know, you can do that and have like a certain type of music when you cook. And then that sounds good. Hey, Alexa, yeah. it's nighttime. Holly's changing. Play that playlist. <laughs> and it's like, hey. And then, yeah, so you can do that. So you just set it up. Thank you, Hefe. And thank you for that visual because you know I'm a visual person. So here I am. I'm like in the kitchen seeing you cooking on the apron. And then it's, uh, I have a sexy sock playlist. <laughs> yeah. Again, the visual. It's so, quite, quite appealing. Well, there's a lot of, that's one thing I would say. Like, tech-wise, everything's yeah. becoming more usable for all ages now. And, like, my mother knows how to use an Alexa. And, like, she primarily uses it for timers. Oh, really? Because you can set multiple timers. on Like, you can say, hey, set timer one to this. Set timer two to this. Set timer four to this. And then so it'll say, timer two is at, blah, blah, blah. Or you can even name them. Like, wow. do pork chop timer. And then. <laughs> That kind of stuff. I love that. You know, I'm going to have to look into it because the Alexa, it's pretty cost effective. I mean, it's not like outrageous, right? Just a couple. Well, they, uh, you can get them down. Like if they're on sale, you can get little, little ones for like 30 bucks, $35. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the bigger ones. But it just depends on what you want to use them for. And like to me, I have a big Bluetooth speaker speaker that you can travel with is that's worth getting the bigger one that's if you want to move it around but the problem is you have to connect it to networks every time right okay so. yeah that's where i was going to say how to how to well and listen i'm all fill me in on all this but i know offline i have to find out because that that is intriguing I may need yeah one you, for you just house. have to adjust your lifestyle a little bit but i would say a bluetooth speaker is everyone can use that everyone can put it in their car everyone can you know, always have music available and they're loud some of them like if you spend 60 to 150 bucks on them you've got a good speaker Absolutely. No, and I've seen a lot, like even the workout um, people that go, like, you know, workout leaders, like the Zumbas and stuff, they used to start with these big mobile speakers, you know, and Mm -hmm. now they can come in with these little bullets or something Mm -hmm. and be able to project a lot of music, you know, a lot of sound. So, right. Very cost effective. Well, thank you for the tips, Yeah, Hefe. sorry. Thanks for uh, letting me butt in. But I'll we'll be on in about 30 minutes, hopefully, a little bit after that, probably now. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I haven't been able to sit in on the show before, so it's I know. It's, nice. yeah. it's a treat. And you've got to come back because I want to hear the story about, you know, when you about the, propose. The, the sock stuff? No, no, no. <laughs> the proposal. The, the proposal. PG. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the sexy sock. We're yeah. going to have a very interesting radio Christmas party. <laughs> I cannot wait. See that already. Thank you so much, Hefe. Yeah, and listeners, remember, you can catch him today. And, of course, the station and Douglas are going to be at Heroes Holiday Harvest. It's going to be a free community service event. And Douglas and going on right now, by the way. Oh, it is. That's right. It kicked off. If you want to get in your car, listen to the last 30 minutes of the show. On your way. On your way. In route. Because if you're in need or you're a vet and if you just want to be around the Christmas celebrations, you want to get out to Conroe Outlet and be able to visit with, of course, everyone there. Started already at nine o'clock. Going to go on till dusk, so that's pretty great. Until they run out of turkeys. 
That's well, what, the yeah. the turkey giveaway too, yeah, because the, there's going to be some other live music and stuff going on. But you're right, the the um, turkeys are only till they live class. They yeah. do. I think the whole event stops when they're out of turkeys. Oh, it really does. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Everybody, call your friends. Call those that are in need. And make sure they get out there. It's the American Legion Post 411 event that's going on at Outlet Conroe parking lot today, 9 o'clock till dusk. Again, Hefe, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you soon, okay? You'll come back? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so funny. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with some Share the Sweetness. It's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith only on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I'm your girl, Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. Man, what a special treat. We had the Northeast Houston Unit of Hellfighters join us. And then we had Hefe join us right before he goes on. Of course, you can catch him and the team with the American Legion Post 411 at Conroe Outlet today. Giving out free turkeys and having a great event. While supplies last, you can get turkeys, uh, listen to some live music, and really just uh, share a great day with others in the community. And I know it's going to be beautiful because right now it's just gorgeous outside. Man, love it, love it. Yes. And what a treat to have Hefe. I've already asked him if he'll come back and just, you know, chit-chat with us because he is funny. And I want to hear the proposal. Maybe something about the sock. We'll find out. But uh, more than anything, welcome back. You want to do some share the sweetness? Yes, let's do that. All right. So... Listeners, as you know, we love to bring you some sweetness because there's a lot of drama out there in the world. And if you turn on the news, you know better than anybody that you always hear, you know, and of course we want to know what's going on, but we thought we need to highlight some of the good things, right? Yes. So Jen and I thought of share the sweetness, hashtag share the sweetness, that uh, we would just share about good things going on. So are you laughing about my... Yes, I am. Okay. Sorry. That's my best sound effect. I know. Okay. All right. So I'm going to kick off, of course, this week's with the 80-year-old first-time bride. Oh, just How showing. sweet. Isn't it? Because it's, ne- it's just showing us it's never too late to find love. So when 80-year-old Maria Teresa Cobar met 90- 95-year-old Carlos Victor Suarez. 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 Thank you. Less than a year ago at the Adventura Plaza Rehabilitation and Nursing Center. It was love at first sight. Isn't that amazing? That's so sweet. Tells you it's never too late. So when, um, so Suarez said, when I first saw her, my heart filled with joy. So they started spending time together every day. They fell in love. And eight months after meeting each other, she, you know, Kobar said, I do for the first time in her life. The ceremony took place in the ballroom of their nursing center, surrounded by friends, family, and staff. 
Maria has never been married, and I just think, well, of course, and I'm sorry, Adventure uh, Activity Plaza Activities Coordinator Allison commented that Maria has never been married, and I just think back to when I got married, and that's what motivated me to make everything possible for them. So their team went and did, I mean, just the best thing ever, letting them have their ceremony, and now the couple are living in the honeymoon suite at the nursing center, Oh, instead of separate rooms as they start their new life together as husband and wife. Oh, too sweet. I love it. Plus, who knew that there could be honeymoon suites? A, a nursing home. I know. A nursing center. New, nursing center, yes. I love it. So share the sweetness, guys. Share it. A warm-hearted police officer walks a lost pig home. Oh, this is so cute. I saw it in the news, too. Yeah. Um, a police officer in Georgia responded to a call of a pig on the loose. Um, he was surprised to find a friendly domesticated pig who became his new friend. Deputy Jason Spilman of the Peach County Sheriff's Office in Georgia named him Pork Shop after the pair <laughs> formed a special bond. <laughs> that is so cute. Um, initially, the deputy thought it was a wild hog, which can be pretty dangerous, and he was dreading what he might be walking into when he answered the call. But instead, it was a friendly domesticated pig. Turns out he had somehow escaped from the farm where he lives. And after finding out where his new animal friend lived, rather than have his owners drive up to come get him, the deputy walked him back home. That is so sweet. Share the sweetness. Hashtag share the sweetness. Share it, people. Well, and plus, I got to tell you, when I saw the um, news, because coincidentally, I saw the news um, segment about this, you know, going around. And when you hear the story of, you know, came across this pig, you're thinking, oh, you know, you're thinking maybe like a little babe pig or something. This thing was massive. I mean, huge. And it was so cute to me because it's like, yeah, instead of having the owners come, well, because it probably would have taken, you know, get the truck out, get the trailer and everything because this baby was big. You can't just put it in the back seat. Right. It was so cute. And plus, I mean, I've seen the little, well, I'm sure this one's domesticated, meaning it's got a farm, but I've heard of people having pet pigs. Have you seen those videos? That's what domesticated is, Mayor. Well, no, I mean, I think this one, they have... And plans for its future. Oh, really? I think so. But the, I'm just saying. I don't think this deputy is going to let that happen now that they've formed Aww, a bond. Oh, how cute. That's right, Jason. Don't let it happen, sir. But yeah, what do you think about having pet pigs or any of those unique animals? No, thank you. No? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, first of all, they look. Not for me. Yeah. No, they look precious. My thing is, I'm not a vegetarian, so I think it would cause problems because. Right. I enjoy bacon, and I couldn't have. My sister-in-law has a pig, like a potbelly pig. Oh, she does? Yeah. Oh, how cute. But you don't eat potbelly pigs, do you? I'm not. Do people? I don't know. Okay. Jen, Jen is so cute. She's like, I don't know. I don't do it. That's all we got to say about it. That's okay. right. That's all, that's all you need to know is I don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, I don't know it. Check off that. Check that off your menu for her, okay? Hey, speaking of let me uh, speaking of pigs, I don't know. This cracks me up. I think <laughs> because somebody tagged me in it, probably, and so it just it, this story reminded it me of it. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a video on Facebook of the news reporter talking about that he was doing a story about a pig and he's laughing hysterically over the name of the pig? No, I hadn't seen it. Oh, my gosh. The pig's name was Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> and the 
news reporter starts laughing hysterically. I mean, like, he cannot compose himself after he says crispy bacon. Oh, my gosh. You could totally find it. Yes. It's um, hilarious. And that's what I think it says. Well, I don't know. Hold on. That's the cat one. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I'll play that, baby. Um, crispy bacon. Okay. Okay. Crispy bacon. Let me see here. All right. So why don't you um, share? Why don't you share about our social media real Facebook quick? And, uh, Facebook and YouTube. We are at Grit and Grace Texas. YouTube Grit and Grace Texas. They wouldn't give us the as. Um, we're on our city TV on Sunlink <laughs> Channel Twelve. Um, you can find us on IRLoneStar.com and the Lone Star Internet Radio app. And you can reach out to us at gritandgracetexas at gmail.com. That is too funny. Okay, so yeah, let's listen to a little bit about this crispy bacon. What you think, guys? Huh? Let me see. I've got a... Oh, oh. Let me see. That is inspiring others. One pot... (laughs) One pot-bellied pig has certainly endured his share of problems. Crispy bacon was born without the use of his... (laughs) (laughs) You have to read this story. Sorry for the audio, okay? But um, just pull it up on YouTube. (laughs) I do love hearing people that when they lose it. Because you you could tell from the beginning that he was already trying not to lose it when he was starting to tell the story. Oh, look, he's got the... He's yes, got the, his, like, his whole face is turning red. He's laughing so hard. That is so hilarious. Well, thank you for sharing about that. I'm going to yes. have to go off. Now, of course, yes. when I looked it up on YouTube, I grabbed the first one, so I'm sure there's another one with better audio on it, but that is yes. hilarious. I'm going to have to... I love, like, I, have la- I love laughing so hard that I, like, can't breathe. Yes. Lo- and, or the wheezy laugh. Love it. So I totally... I'm a fan of that. Okay, sorry. What? You don't like the wheezy? Sorry, I had to turn her up and then, what? I love me some Elvis, man. Uh, No? You're fine. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, Okay. so, you know, actually, we need to get back to some business because we got some dreamland to go to. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, guys. Sorry for that little out of nowhere fun, but we got more of it actually coming up. So stay tuned. It's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith only on Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Hey, welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. I'm your girl, Jennifer. And I am your girl, Meredith. Man, what a fun day we've been having together. We still got some yes. time. Of course, we're here till right before. Not much. We're, we're getting close. I know. I'm like, we're burning through the fun, man. Too, yes. too much. Of course, if you're listening to our 8 o'clock hour, you know that we have the, we had Northeast Houston Unit of Health Fighters join us. The team, uh, Ed and Mickey there leading the efforts. Um, 
they are going to be actually out and about at the Conroe Christmas Parade today. And they are... Celebration. Yeah, celebration, excuse me. And they have such a fantastic organization, such a great mission, and really such a great team. So I'm excited to see what they've got going on. And frankly, I'm going to be trying to get there before um, the end of the day with my boy, because my boy happens to be participating in the Montgomery Day or the uh, Montgomery Christmas Parade. Yes. So he is doing the marching band. So exciting. So you definitely want to check them out. And of course, all the vendors and all those that are going to be celebrating. There's also something really great starting right before 10. We've got, uh, and if you were just listening, you know, Hefe was in here because American. Well, it's already started. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's started nine. I'm just thinking because Hefe will be there. But if you are smart, you are going to be making your way right now over to the Conroe Outlets uh, parking lot and area because they have a great celebration going on. And they are actually giving out the American Legion Post 411. Douglas and the team there are going to be giving out free turkeys to all those vets and those in need in the community. So it, I understand it, everything's going to be going down. Great celebration until the turkeys are out. So they've yes. got music, they've got entertainment, you know, and just fun being able to connect with others in community. And frankly, you get to meet a lot of the team from Lone Star Community Radio. Yes. Hefe's going to be out there, also known as Dick. I like to call him Hefe. And then, so Dick will be out there as well as Douglas and the American Legion Post 411 team. It's just going to be a great day. And the weather is wonderful. The sun's out. I know it's a little chilly, but it's worth it, don't you think, honey? Yes, I do. Definitely want to stay tuned for more of that with them um, yes. right after us. But yeah, right before the break, you know, we did our share the sweetness and then we were talking yes. about some pigs, talking about laughter. Yes. I mean, it's just been so fun. Yes. So it only... Be- yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it only seems perfect that we need to do... What do you think? Drift off to dreamland. Drift off to dreamland. Oh, I like it. I like it. Do you I like, like it? it? I do. Yes. Let me get Very out nice. my heart. Yes. Very nice. I don't know why I'm doing the chicken neck when I, I listen to I it. I don't really know either. <laughs> Crazy. Next time you have a harp, just try to chicken neck. Something yes. goes with it. I don't exactly. know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Too so. funny. <laughs> okay. I always go to Dreamland first. So I think this week I'm going to kick it to you first. What? Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Okay. Oh, why? Because you don't have your page pulled up on Google or Wikipedia? (laughs) Don't hate on the wikis. I need those people. And whoever is there, hopefully they're being honest. Um, Yeah, next time I'm going to find out where you're going and I'm going to go edit the page. Go edit the page. I thought you were going to say something like, Meredith has a big poopy head because she Googles her. All right. Well, despite that, we do love each other. Don't yes, worry. We do. we, we do. We're like family. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, so I was looking. Yes, I hit you up. Like always, we kind of uh-huh. get together Friday nights, have a little powwow about, you know, what we're going to say and stuff. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I filled up the wrong song, <laughs> but I like it anyway. Okay. So, yes, we have... <laughs> We're going with it. We're going to go with it, guys. All right. So, yeah, we I I reached out to her. Historically, Jen makes fun of me because she likes to travel abroad. And I apparently like to keep it pretty close to the house. Yeah. So I've traveled more. I didn't realize it till you called me out on it. But I'm more of a national like U.S. Stateside. Stateside. Thank you. Yes. Stateside traveler. So today remains the same. The first thing that pops in my head, I'm just going to be real because, you know, I could try to look for, you know, somewhere outside the U.S. to just show you up. Uh-huh. But 
I go with my instincts. I, what, all of mine are my instincts. I have never looked but, anything up before I've told you. As a matter of fact, I never wiki or Google my destination. So how do you, okay. Okay. Well, you obviously win in that factor, but today mine is too, but it's because of the snow. I want to go to Vail. Fun. Okay. Now I've never been there. It's in Colorado. Uh-huh. It just sounds, it sounds like, you know, international location, right? To me it does. Okay. But it just seems like it would be wonderful. Now, going back to how we were talking about before in our top three, yes, I probably would end up by the fire with yes. some cocoa. Yes. That would be the end result. But after ski school. I was about to say, I would start on the ski school, the bunny trails. Yes. I would do that. The cross country trails, because those are usually flat. I like okay. that. And then, and I'm always fascinated with that little ski, because it got to put your foot up. Okay, anyway. So, I want to go to Vail. I think it would be great to experience it again, kind of run in the snow. I mean, top to bottom, I'd be covered in like, Have you, know, you been to Vail? Um, no. Oh, okay. I've been through, I've been through, Asp- I've, I've skied in Aspen. That was awesome. I've uh, skied at uh, Red River in New Mexico. Okay. And probably a couple other places. I think I went to Red River twice. You know, this was all things treated to me by my parents. Nothing yes. I could afford. It right. was when I was a kid. You know, I was really blessed to grow up in a home where we were able to travel. So I'm glad I got that because, you know, ever since I've been on my own dime. Well, we go to San Antonio. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, hope one day. But I love it there. I think it would be great. Do I know any other specifics? No, because I don't want to cheat because someone called me out on Good. looking things up. Good. All right. You? I am going to the Virgin Islands. Okay, now explain to me this. Is that uh-huh. not the U.S.? Part of them are you the U.S. Virgin Islands, and part of them are not. Could you expand on that? Um, okay, so I believe St. Martin's, half of it is U.S. territory, and half of it is Dutch territory. Really? And that determines the way it is spelled. How okay? Yes. So, so on the Dutch side, Martins is spelled M A A R T E N. Okay. Okay. On the U.S. side, it's spelled M A R T I N. I didn't know that. Look at you, and you're not even looking up Wiki, and you didn't That's look right. up. She's so smart. That's right. Um. <laughs> anyway, so were you saying while, that's right about the spark comment of me about all of it right there? <laughs> yes. So while yes. The Virgin Islands are partly United States territory. They are actually in international waters. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, and you're telling me you never looked any of this up yesterday? No, I have not. Or this week? No, no. I will tell you that my mom and I have watched, uh, we used to watch House Hunters International. Well, we used to watch House Hunters on HGTV. Yeah, yeah. And um, so one of the ones that we, we saw was... Um, the international and um th- there was couples that were buying on in St. Martin's or St. Croix, St. Thomas. Oh, so you got educated. Yes. Okay. And um so it was really beautiful, really beautiful water. You know, I mean like blue, for real blue, for real. Yes. Uh see through it. You know, turquoise waters, wow. if you will. Really really beautiful every island that we saw was really beautiful um real estate not extraordinarily expensive seriously because i would imagine seriously it's like all vip style out there 
No, mom and I tried to convince dad to <laughs> buy a home in St. Thomas. <laughs> that <laughs> was not a success. After watching that House Hunters International, because you know, I mean, they only had a, a budget of, we'll say like, they're like, well, our budget is $300,000. And so we're like, okay, 300000 I mean, you think about what you get here for $300,000. And then they're like, okay, so, you know, they have their wish list or whatever. We want this many bedrooms and this many bathrooms and I mean, some of the homes that they were showing them were huge homes with private pools and for 300000 or less. Wow. So, yeah. That's like Texas pricing. <laughs> Not Montgomery, Texas, but that's Texas pricing. Because looking at the home market right now, because Mama likes to do Dreamland yeah. a lot. Not yeah. just going places, but purchasing mm-hmm. places. Um, man, it's hard thinking. Now, I can get some property. For three hundred grand, yeah, out of Montgomery. That's yeah. it, Conroe area. Because I guess this boom, which is a bittersweet, because I love that our city is booming, our town. But I don't like the pricing, and I'm sure if I ever got into it, um, the ta- um, the whatever the real tax, estate market. Well, the tax on it, like the oh, yeah, homeowner, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. not a homeowner. You know what I'm saying? And property tax. Property tax. Thank you. Can you tell it's foreign? I've always leased. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so don't worry i have to well no i'm just i love how you're like yes huh? <laughs> can you tell yeah i can tell um that's what i'm here for yes she's my fact checker she's my regulator she's many things most of them i could say on the air but only you know she's also my sister good sweet girl yeah like that you see yes I am buttering her up. Oh, listen to that, Grace. I know. Well, plus I do. I still think about being in the grocery store and Jensen saying, yeah, Jennifer's got that grit. Oh, that is. No, <laughs> listeners, you got to hear this. I'm sorry. I know you've told the story before, but remind our listeners what happened that moment. We were in the grocery store and I was looking for something specific. Jensen kept picking up every can or whatever. Here, we need this. We need this. We need this. And I'm like, no, we don't. We don't need it. Put it back. And he's like. Yeah, Jennifer's got that grit. <laughs> that boy. He's and I couldn't even be mad there. at him because it cracked me up how just in the moment, I mean, because I was getting upset. I'm yeah. like, because I would be like, no, I don't need that. Put it back. No, I don't need that. Put it back until finally I was like, I don't need that. So, <laughs> and then he just looked at me all sweet. Yeah, Jennifer's got that grit. <laughs> and I couldn't do anything but laugh at him. I was like, oh. Touche. That was pretty good, dude. That was pretty good. Oh, that's too cute. Of course, that only works every, you know, few months. So you can't do it too qu- too much back to back. He's not listening this morning. He's not. Oh, that's no, right. He, he had got, the lock-in. He got to attend the preteen lock-in last night. I saw him, actually, because I went by there. Um, our church is really cool. Let me borrow mm-hmm. some of the set stuff that we need for the holiday doc- decorating contest. Yes. Because it's that fierce. Yes. Don't worry. Ask permission. Yes. Ask okay, good. Our pastor and our admin because, you know. That's not good. Come mm-hmm. in and take these for the church. So we went in last night, and I forgot they were having the preteen lock-in. Yes. And I saw a little Jensen, but yes. I didn't want to, you know, because I know he he was, you know, getting a treat to be able to attend. Yes. So I didn't want to distract him because yes. I know he was, you know, eyes on the big kids and yes. hanging out. But Because he's technically under the I mean, just uh, a threshold the age of it. Limit. Yes, he's very close, but he's not in third grade yet, and... They were very sweet. They let him attend. So. Yeah, it's and I bet I can't they wait had to hear blast. all about it. I bet so. I mean, and I wonder how late they let him stay up. 
what is so cute is remember when you're young and you're like the all night lock in or you know all that you try to stay up but never I never was able to do it <laughs> I was like I can't do it man oh yeah we used to go to the lock-ins at the skating rink from seven to seven how was that we stayed up all night. You did. And we'd go home at seven o'clock when our one of our one of our moms would drop us off. The other one would come and pick us up. That is and, hilarious. Um, yeah, we'd go home. We'd go to sleep. See, we didn't get to stay all night at the the all night skates. Mm-hmm. We could only stay till late, but still, that'd be so fun. Oh man, yeah. you lucky lady. Yeah. Well, speaking of lucky, you know, I know we're about to close out for the show, so I want to yeah. real quick just mention we've got so much coming up in the season, right? We've got a mystery guest next week. I'm trying to make sure we secure him, but it should be holiday-related. Okay. And then I was probably going to blackmail a couple family members, see Uh what they're doing in a couple weeks because, you know. Yeah, not next weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah, and maybe not blackmail as much guilt. I mean, it's, you know. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. One or the other. It's one of the things. It Uh can be either or. Um, So hopefully. Maybe both. One for one, one for the other. Yes. We can brainstorm that after. Yes, Yes, offline for sure. And then with the new year, I mean, I'm telling you, we've got such a great selection of guests coming up because we've got so many great, talented people in our community. And with the new initiatives and the themes, I mean, everybody's going to be getting their resolutions together. Yes. Everybody's going to be making these wishes, making these dreams happen. We're making our dreams happen. Things are changing up for us because, you know, uh, we love being a part of Lone Star Community Radio. So thankful y'all are listening. But not just us. You've got to listen all the time. I mean, you can, of course, if you got a treat to hear Hefe. Yes. Got great music, got great talk shows, great uh, educated ed- or educational, yes, you know, programming. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And it's just amazing. So I cannot wait to hear all about it. Plus, we get to meet our fellow talents yes. here in a few weeks. We so do. excited. And I think in the coming year, um, we're going to get an engineer. I know. It's wonderful. Which will be exciting because for those of you that don't know, for so that don't watch the YouTube, um, for our show, Meredith is behind the board, and I'm just in front of the mic. So we have to interact across the wall. But so we can it'll still be, touch. Yeah, we can boop, boop, boop. Um, we so didn't it'll touch, be, but that's okay. Yeah, we were close enough. But <laughs> it, anyway, it'll be a new dynamic oh. for our show to have an engineer and for Meredith and I to actually be able to interact across the table instead of across the wall yeah not because i do get distracted with this different screens yes. having to play the music clicking the button here and, you know yeah. doing a little ho 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 here a little ho yeah. ho ho there you know so yeah no i'm really looking forward to that super excited but why don't y'all stay tuned i know we've got so much greatness coming up again we've got the team out there the american legion post 411 is going to be out at the conroe outlet right heroes yes. Heroes holiday event. I had to yes. move my, my clipboard. Free turkeys for vets and citizens. So they started at 9 o'clock till dusk, but frankly, till they're completely out of the turkeys. All right. Yes. There's going to be live music, giveaways. Um, some of the veterans, there's going to be some gift card giveaways to some. Zana's coming to visit. I mean, it's going to yes. be a great event. And Lone Star Community Radio will be switching over very shortly. I taking know. Taking the mic away from us. I know. I'm sorry. I can hear Heffy saying, get off of the air. But I want to tell y'all real quick, you got to get out there. It's going to be a great event. And, of course, you get to meet our team, but more importantly, get to meet those in the community and be a part of a great way to receive and get those turkeys. So why don't yes. y'all enjoy, wrap us up, and close us out for the week, Mama. Everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you next week on Grit and Grace from 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings, and we will check you later. Yes, y'all have a good one. An estimated...